you know, like what are the things if you're a yoga teacher, is it a yoga mat and maybe something that you have that they're going to need as equipment? Like there's already a natural need. So you can actually sell that as part of your program. It's like, yeah, you can purchase this program. And oh, by the way, if you need this equipment, like here's where you go, make it fun, make it cool. Like, you know, get them drinking the Kool-Aid and everything. (laughs) And then if it's part of the package, it's going to sell. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today because I have my fellow queen, Sarah, with me today, who is the Shopify queen, and I am going to let her intro herself and tell you a bit about her. Yeah. So hi, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Sarah Jansel. And I am, yep, the Shopify queen. Uh, also work on which is kind of cool because we run our businesses on both. Uh, but uh, yeah, we really help clients build brand and grow amazing websites is really what we're, we're after here. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to dive into so many amazing topics today. So because you are a fellow queen, how did you get coined the name Shopify queen? Uh, so actually, it was a couple of the coaches that I was working with because I and I hear this all the time. People are like, I don't know anybody who's just a shop. Like, I don't know anyone who does this. And they're like, you know, I was showing them some of the things that we're working on and some of the websites. And they were like, no, man, you're the Shopify queen. <laughs> and with clients, that's really stuck. Like, because I feel like we're able to kind of do some things that some people aren't because when you're a little more generic and you work on like a whole bunch of different platforms, it's hard to kind of specialize and like one thing. And I really like that we do that because it means we can get really good at what we do. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like going to a doctor and seeing like a generalist versus seeing a specialist. And as we know, people want the specialist and they will pay more for the specialist. Yeah, aka the sales queen. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get into doing Shopify? Let's like start at the beginning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So back, I mean, I guess it's been a long time. I really wanted to kind of start my own business while I worked in corporate. So I worked in corporate for like 20 years. I did business HR ops, um, you know, totally the opposite kind of what I'm doing. But the whole commonality here was that we were 
really building, you know, businesses. I was working with business leaders, like helping them carve out like how things were going to look. And I loved that work, but I was just getting really bored, (laughs) to be honest. Like I knew I needed a change. I was like, this isn't my like forever life. So I decided to take a leap and build a fashion boutique and chose Shopify as a platform. I did a ton of research, like Squarespace, WordPress, like all the things, Wix, and was like, no, I really think this Shopify thing is like leading the market. It was also Canadian. I'm a Canadian. Uh, So I was like, you know, yeah, a little fondness there. And so I dove in and really self-taught myself everything. Like I do not recommend this to people. I 100% (laughs) Googled and YouTube my way into like figuring things out and just went to like every training session that I could. And then when the pandemic hit in 2020, I was working with a coach to help scale that business and decided that, you know, I actually had something here that could be a business idea. Took a few clients on and realized, oh my gosh, like this is totally what I want to be doing. Oh my gosh, I love it. So because you had this boutique, it's so if you like, was it your boutique, your clothing? Yes. Yeah. You can still check it out. It's at Sadie and Sari, S-A-D-I-A-N-D-S-A-R-I. It's different spelling. It's my two nicknames as a kid. Okay. Well, because I think I tell you yeah. all the time, I'm always like, I'm obsessed with all, all the clothes that you wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole vibe was like bringing the California vibes to Canada. And it really came from sort of my own personal preference. Like I'd be walking around at work and people would be like, where did you get that top? Or where did you get this thing? And I was like, I wasn't buying anything local. because I really just love like different colors, patterns, like embroidery. Like you're not really seeing that stuff, especially where I am. And so I was really trying to find unique pieces on vacation. And so that was kind of like the inspo for what I was doing. So you can see all the Insta, it's still there. But um, I did close that business earlier this year to focus on what we're doing because I'm just so busy now, which is great. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. So who is your ideal client? Who do you really work with? Yeah. So I love working with entrepreneurs who are like startups, small to medium sized business. Like you're really at that point where you're either trying to figure out like, how am I going to create this amazing thing that I have an idea about, but I just need that like person to help me make that a reality or the person who's been in business for a little while. And you're like, you know what? Like, I'm not really in love with my website. I'm not really loving what I'm seeing. And I really just need to jazz it up. Like, I feel like there's something missing for me to help to bring on more customers or convert them into sales. That is our ideal client for sure. So, so is it more like, is it product-based businesses basically is what you really work with? Yeah, we do a lot of product, uh, but we're also doing a lot of product slash service. So interestingly enough, a lot of our clients either start with a product and then realize there's a service that will complement it or vice versa. They run a service business, they're a coach, they're a nutritionist, they're, you know, some sort of leader in what they do on the service side. And then they're referring a lot of business out for something like we'll use the nutritionist example uh, or dietitian. Yeah. So we work with a dietitian who had like an incredibly successful business. It was a whole practice. Like it was a hundred percent, like all of her clients, but she was referring out so much of her business to be like, go buy these supplements, go buy these supplements. Like you need these supplements and was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sending out all this business and like, yeah, maybe I have an affiliate account or whatever, but like shouldn't I just be doing this my way? And like, isn't there a better way or a better supplement? So that type of client will typically have a service business and create a product out of a need that they see. What about like a coach who maybe wants to do like a journal or wants to do like gear or wants to do like a hat? Is that something that you help people with? Because I have a lot of coaches that listen are going to be listening to this podcast and I want to get their brains to start kind of thinking. 
Yeah, 100% we do. In fact, we've found some really cool vendors because of this. If there's folks out there who want to create like a custom book, a custom journal, like something that they're sending out that's tangible, that's fully custom, like that's easy, like you're making something on Canva and suddenly you can like hardcover it or whatever and sell it. Um, We have clients out there that are looking to do things like that. And we have really cool vendors we work with, like the cost on something like that is like five bucks, uh, your cost. And so, you know, low cost, no inventory that you're holding. It's like print on demand you know, a lot of those types of things. Yeah, you could drop ship too, but I find print on demand's cool if you're trying to go like super custom. Like you don't just want a logo on that. Like you want it to be like Jillian, the sales queens stuff. So we work with clients to help them source those things. And like you, like I wouldn't have to buy like 5,000 of them and then house it at my house and then send it out. Like that's actually what's being done like through what you do. Yeah, 100%. Actually, I kicked myself because when I (laughs) had my business model, Like my whole idea around the boutique was like, I'm only going to bring in a few pieces of things so that like not everybody's walking around with the same shirt kind of thing. So I I have a client who owns a boutique. So this is like, I'm thinking like from her Yeah. Yeah. So like I had a traditional product business where I purchased from wholesalers and manufacturers and I like labeled and all that stuff. And then I would bring pieces up and ship them out. But like two years into my business, I realized like all of a sudden all these companies are like, well, actually, we'll drop ship that for you. Or I found private labeling companies where you can send it and create your own line and then they'll drop ship it for you and things like that. So there's more of that type of thing available for those types of clients. But in the case where we're talking about like the journals or the hats or like the custom gear, like you don't need any inventory for that. That's like zero dollars. You just need to have your design, put it up, get it in a Shopify store and then basically put it up for business. And what happens is you obviously have your cost, you know, for that product, whatever that cost is usually pretty low. And then you price that accordingly for retail sale. And then basically the consumer purchases it and you collect the money and just click the button on the back end and those companies will fulfill it and you keep the profit. So that's how that works. It's a pretty cool, like zero low cost entry to the market type of business model. I was just going to ask you, so what do you think stops people from being like, why doesn't every coach have a product along with their business? If it's so simple, what's the fear or is it like the unknown? I think it's the unknown. Like when I start talking to people about this, they're almost like, don't believe me. <laughs> like yeah. it's almost a little too unbelievable. Yeah. Like I'm, like, um, I'm like, why do I not have all the gear? Like I'm going to get off this call right now and be like, I want all the things. Yeah. And I think they start to think about like all of the research that's going to have to go involved. But I'm like, we do that for you. Like we do this for clients all the time. Like there's not even a ton of research that's involved in our end because we kind of know it's tried, tested and true. We know where to go. You know, oftentimes clients come to us and we will go out and search and just be like, let's make sure we still have like the best vendor for this kind of thing. Because like, obviously we want to be top of mind with that and like customer service on our end and on your consumer's end and easeability is like a really big thing for us. Like the coaches who want to sell these things, think about, you know, oh my God, am I going to have to carry the inventory? Am I going to have to spend it? Is anybody going to buy it? Um, What am I going to do? Like if returns and things come in, like you don't have to worry about any of that with these vendors. And that's the whole thing is like, it does seem like it's too good to be true, but like there are companies out there that this is their whole business model. Like they're all about like the branded merch, right? And they're, they're ready to, to have that printed and sent out for you. So I think times have just shifted a little bit and there's not a huge awareness that these are options. What are some of the hot items? That if you are a coach right now listening to this episode and you're like, okay, Sarah's piqued my interest a little bit. I'm thinking of this. Where would someone kind of start? 
Would it be, mm-hmm. would it be a water bottle? Would it be a sweatshirt? Would it be a journal? Like what are kind of like the hot items? Yeah, I would say it's unique to the coach. So in the sense that I explained kind of like the supplement and the dietitian, like that made sense. So I'm like, don't necessarily get into business. I've seen coaches do this where all of a sudden they just put a slogan on a shirt and like they think it's going to sell. And this is where like unpopular opinion comes in. But you'll appreciate this, Jill. I'm like, it's not just going to sell itself, right? Like we know this. You still got to sell it. Like it is a business. Um, So what I always recommend is think about the things that you're actually telling people to go get, or you know your clients need to have as part of like your program. So is it a journal? Is it a guidebook? You know, are you like sending them out to get crystals or something like that, you know, that are part of your meditation or, you know, like, are there some sort of like inspiring cards or like, you know, like what are the things if you're a yoga teacher, is it a yoga mat and maybe something that you have that they're going to need as a equipment like when it's those types of things there's already a natural need so you can actually sell that as part of your program it's like yeah you can purchase this program and oh by the way if you need this equipment like here's where you go make it fun make it cool like you know get them drinking the kool-aid and everything (laughs) and then if it's easy for them to pull on those things or it's part of the package it's gonna sell so yeah. I feel like the, that's the place I would start, not necessarily like, oh, I just really like this shirt and it's cute and I'm going to sell it. Right. That might sell, but like there has to be more weight behind like, it. There like, has to be like, like some things yeah. that kind of go together. Like just because yeah. I like a baseball hat doesn't mean like I should just get a baseball hat that says like babes and power babes. And it's not necessarily yeah. just going to sell to my community. But what would make sense yeah. is maybe like a workbook, like a sales workbook. Yeah. Like totally, find something that totally. actually makes sense. Or like my client, Maya, who's a Pilates instructor, finding like a Pilates mat or like 100%. my client, Jackie, who's a workout queen, like a water bottle or like ankle weight, something like that. Yeah. Like another example, and she won't mind because we love this client is Wildly Fit Co. So oh, yeah, Ashley I have Fit. her, I have her band. Okay, exactly. So there, see, you bought it, right? I bought so, a band, yeah. Yes. So she's a trainer. And for those that don't know her, and she's now like doing online programs and group coaching, like she was service provider first. And her clients were using bands and sliders. And she was like, they're kind of crappy, like they break and like the bands cut in and like all kinds of things. So she created her own custom brand merch to sell. And it's selling because her clients all need that. Doesn't she have like hoodies now too? Yeah, she she does. does a whole yeah. brand. Yeah, I feel like her dogs are really a big part yeah. <laughs> in the inspo for the business. And so she started creating her own stuff just because it was fun, like dog mom. So here's a good example of a shirt yeah. <laughs> right? that would sell. Yeah. Um, and all of her clients are all like big dog fans and all of that. So she started wearing it and they're like, I want one. Well, now she's got like a holiday spinoff where there's like, you know, a fun like workout dog mom shirt. There's like one for Halloween. She'll probably have some for holiday. Like, you know, and now it's like a thing. They become like a collector's. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's actually like a great idea. So let's yeah. talk about one of the things that you and I talk about all the time is why your website is not going to do the work for you. Hmm. Yep. I was like, unpopular opinion. Yeah. So true. So people think like, I just give me a website and I'm going to put the website up there, the link in my bio, yeah. and I'm going to get all the sales. Why does I this know. not work? Yeah, I want to run when people say that because yeah. I'm like, I want to run when people are like, I just want <laughs> passive income. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you still have to sell for passive income. Mm-hmm. That's my want to run thing. A hundred percent. So I feel like your website, obviously that's like the face of your business if you're selling a product and it's something where people need to land 
to actually purchase that. So that makes sense. Like you definitely need that. But at the same time, just because you have a website, unless you're paying someone to do like crazy SEO for you and have everyone land on it (laughs) and spending like thousands of dollars, it's probably not going to happen. That's why you see big companies do that spend. They do the ads, they do all kinds of things. But the reality is if you want your product to sell, like you need to be out there and talking about it. Like people want to purchase from somebody they know, like, and trust. They want to see whether you're the face of the brand or, you know, whatever it is, like people need to buy from somebody that they can actually tangibly attach onto some part of the story. So there has to be some good reason for them to want to do that. And typically, in my experience, most clients that create a store do it out of a need that either they had or clients had. And so there is something to be said about that. So I I get a little concerned when people are like, yeah, I'm just going to build a website. It's just going to hang out there and like the web and like people are going to buy for it. It's like, no, there are a thousand of you. And even if you have the best product on the market, you need to be talking about why it's the best product on the market or people might not know about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true. And I think that it's just people get so confused of what selling actually is. It's like you still have to be talking about it in a lot. So one of the other things that you talk about too is like simple things that people need to sort out before they actually start to sell online. What are some of those tips for people who are listening to this podcast right now? Yeah, I actually just created and refreshed a new freebie on my homepage. So if people want to check that out, yeah, Yeah. jancelandco.com. It's called Three Things. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's like three things that every awesome website needs. And so these are these are things that are going to go into that, but they're actually a part of like the fundamentals of your business. Okay. <laughs> so um, really what it is, is number one, uh, a lot of times when we meet with clients, like I want to go deep on like, who is your ideal client? Mm-hmm. Who are they? What are they doing? Why are they your ideal client? Um, you know, like, where are they hanging out? Like, are they like 35? Are they 50? Like, you know, where are they? Um, do they have money to spend on this product? Um, you know, all of the things that kind of going into like understanding who the target customer is and then like what do they like what do they not like where do they hang out like that's where you're going to show up to market so that's the first thing and i think inherently a lot of entrepreneurs know that but if you don't actually put pen to paper on that or have some sort of a framework that you can come back to what i find is that you'll often color outside the lines (laughs) and then you might not hit the mark and it's really difficult to build a website or to sell to somebody if you don't have a good appreciation for the other person's shoes so that is like bar none the first thing that we work on the second thing is we're like you need some sort of brand So if you know everything you know about your customer, then like, what is the type of voice that you want to speak to? Is it fun? Is it serious? Right? Like if you're a lawyer, you're probably, maybe you're cracking jokes, but probably not, right? Like, like, I mean, if you are, I want that lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, me too, actually. Like, what is the tone um, in which we need to communicate some of these messages and how do we make it land? And yes, of course, (laughs) if you have a website, you do need a logo, you do need colors. Like, you know, these things seem like afterthoughts but they're actually the types of things that start to create these like psychological things in people's minds when they see your website and buy. Like there are reasons that you love certain websites over other ones. <laughs> and so a brand specialist will help with that. Um, and then the third thing is, is like your product positioning. So if we understand who it is that you're trying to sell to, and we know what they want and need, and we understand what tone we need to have to come across 
to them in a way that's like approachable or that they want to buy. What is the transformation of this product that you're offering? So like, what's their life today without you? And what is it after? And like, how is it better? What are those features? What are the concerns that they have that you're fixing? Like at the the bare minimum, it's like, what's the solution that you're offering? And those three things alone will help us craft a lot of things for you. Your marketing will become so much easier to market, sell, build your website, your brand, all those things if you just put pen to paper on those. So that freebie I was talking about actually has a little workbook in it. It's digital. Um, and it'll give you some good question prompts to work through those things is a good starting place. Yeah, a lot of times people come to us and they've already got a business and it's like, I'm, I'm just not like people just aren't buying and it's like they've missed a step. So I feel like those are critical. It's so I love that you said that too, about like what you're solving. I actually did a podcast yesterday with Matt Allen and we talked about this too. And it's like, so often people think that they need to niche down and you actually don't need to necessarily niche down. In my opinion, you need to get very clear on the problem that you solve. And when you get very clear on the problem that you solve, everything becomes easier selling, messaging, Mm -hmm. marketing. And you just literally reiterated that right here today is like, when you know what you solve, everything becomes easier. Totally. And Mm -hmm. I would say as time goes on, and I think you'll appreciate this too, Jillian, it's like you have to dust that off. Like it's not a once and done that document, but I think it's a good starting place. And then like, you know, diarize like every so often to check in and be like, okay, is this still hitting the mark? Like, is this still the concern or does the client have a new concern? Right. Because like things change. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I know that you have been in the entrepreneurial space for, you know, a a couple of years in, in this space. And, you know, I want my audience to know that it is up and downs. It is peaks Mm -hmm. and valleys. So what would be like a piece of advice that you would give an entrepreneur, like who is just kind of starting out? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, don't get down on yourself. (laughs) That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you've Um, had some crazy great months lately, but I'm sure you've had months that were not as great. Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So two things that I've learned from that. Number one is identify the times that you should take time off, (laughs) like look after you. And when it is slower, that's a great time to actually be like, I'm going to do some self-care here because as entrepreneurs, I know for myself, I'm always a bit of an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great time to do that. Um, The second thing is it's a great opportunity maybe to revisit some of that information or start to prepare for the times when you are going to be busy. Like if we're talking about a product, specific type of business for sure. I feel like there's things that you might need to tweak. Like you, maybe there's that list of stuff that you haven't done for your business, like making updates to your website or like, Hey, maybe I should sit down and be looking at that email list. And are there people I should be reaching out to right now? And like, what could I be doing with this time? That's a little bit more productive to help me when it is slower to start to, um, connect with people so that it's kind of leveling. Like, I know that's something you and I have talked about Jillian, and Mm -hmm. that's been a huge help for me. It's like, well, I've got all these people that I've connected with and maybe we've worked together, maybe we haven't, but like, when was the last time I actually reached out to them and talked to them? It's like, that's a great time for me to be like, Hey, how's it going? It's been a while and start to reinvigorate that because people aren't just going to naturally always have you top of mind. Yeah. And sometimes it's just as simple. I know you and I have talked about this is like, how are you? How Mm -hmm. are things? How have you been? Like, it doesn't need to be this long, like drawn out process. It's literally just a simple touch that just restates and reinvigorates something in their mind. Yeah, definitely. So what do you have going on right now? How can people work with you? I know you're now doing Kajabi. Tell my audience a little bit about what you have going on. Yeah. So like our most popular services, obviously, our new website build, 
uh, redesign. If you have something that you don't love and you're like, I know there's more for me, we're here for you. Uh, we'll do your makeover. Uh, we do audits. We set up email marketing. Uh, we have a really amazing branding specialist on team. So if you need anything like that or just coaching and advice on this stuff, like nobody expects you to be an expert of everything when you get into being a business owner. And so if there's an area that you're feeling like maybe this just isn't my jam, that's where we'll come in and either do some strategic coaching or Voxer or you know anything like that with you to help you get over the hump. I love it. I love it. And we'll definitely put all of Sarah's information in the show notes as well. And then Sarah, this is the last question that I ask everybody on the podcast. What makes you buy from somebody online? Oh, what makes me buy from somebody online? Well, yeah. I feel like I'm actually buying from the person. And typically there's some sort of connection point for me where they've shared something that's like personal or the struggle. Like they're just a real human being. <laughs> so that will always interest me, pique my interest. Like I'm not always interested in like, you know, the, the Lamborghini and like, you know, whatever else. Like yeah. I actually want to buy from the real person and buy into the real story. And so for me, I feel like just being authentically you is usually the thing that will make me pull the trigger. <laughs> I love that. So if you guys are listening to that right now, the message there is go be a real human, go connect to somebody on a real level, don't worry about showing off your car or your blowout or your fancy nails. Just go be a legit real human and connect to people because that is what makes people buy on the other side. Be you, be unapologetically who you are because that is the game changer in your business. Yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. I love you, my fellow queen. So excited for what is coming ahead for you. I personally love working with you. I love what you're doing. And the sky is the limit for what's ahead for you, my friend. Oh my gosh. Likewise. Thank you so much for having thank me. You. This has been awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.